GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another edition of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to break bills with several members of the cast of The Magicians. And now is the time for all of you in our chat room to begin typing in your questions for them. Immediately after this session, you will have the opportunity to talk to them directly through our private chat options, as well as shop our selection of personalized autographs, all of which are available now at GalaxyCon.com. So without further ado, let us summon them from beyond. Our first guest is an actress whose credits include Murder in the First, Aquarius, and Higher Power. Today, she joins us to discuss the role of Hedgewitch, Katie Orloff-Diaz. Please welcome back Jade Taylor. I'm meeting myself. Hi. There, there, there you go. Hey. <laughs> How are you hey. doing? I'm good. How you been? Good. Really good to see you. Oh, great to see you. Oh, uh, everything's good in your corner of the world? Everything's wonderful. I can't complain. Oh, indeed. You know, and again, I'm good. I'm good down here in South Florida where it's an, un even by Florida standards, it's an unseasonably warm, but hey, you know, we'll deal with it. It's all good. <laughs> I hear Christmas, that. Christmas and Hanukkah is in the heart after all. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jade, so glad to have you back. A good health and a good spirit. And let's break out our next guest. She is an actress whose credits include Chicago PD, Golden Boy, and Law and Order. Today, she joins us to discuss the role of occasional deity, Julia Wicker. Please welcome back, Stella Babe. Hey. Hey. Stella, how are you? I'm good. I got, oh. look, I got my Christmas tree. I got my stockings. I know. That's, that is an adorably miniaturized Christmas tree. That's Thank perfect. Thank you. Yeah, hey. yeah. We got a little guy. I nothing wrong with that, you know. It's just like you know, can't a little harder, a little harder to put presents under the tree, but the those stockings look gargantuan, so that makes up for it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stella, welcome back. Absolutely glad to have you. Absolutely glad to be here. Indeed. And next, she is an actress whose credits include men of a certain age, Chicago Fire, and Dear White People. Today she joins us to discuss the role of the as the birth mother of Fillory Fenn. Please welcome back Brittany Curran. Hi. Hey, see as well. How are you doing, Brittany? I'm good. And we actually don't even have our tree yet, but you know, there's a lot of lights up. <laughs> I'm about to say, you got a wreath, you got the lights, you got the stockings hung by the chimney with care. You're just, you're just about there. Yeah. Like so is, now to your household, are you the type that you kind of like decorating the tree is like the last big hurrah before Christmas? You kind of wait and build anticipation? Yeah, no, it's totally intentional. The lateness on the tree. No, it's not. It, it happens when it happens. But it is a big, like when we do decorate it, we make it a thing. And it's like a little evening of, you know, hot cocoa and wine and decorating and music and stuff. But it happens when it happens. <laughs> there you go. And again, Christmas, Christmas and the holidays is however, however you roll. It's, it's, it's all you. So, Brittany, welcome back. Pleasure as always. And next. She's an actress whose roles include Towelhead, 90210, and Lucky Seven. Today, she joins us to talk about the role of the High Queen of Fillory, Margot Hansen. Please welcome back Summer Bichelle. Hi. Hey, hey. Oh, wow. It's the, uh, now, that, that that's your TV. You're running the Yule Log footage, right? You don't actually yeah. have... Uh... It's LA, so it's not that cold. <laughs> 
same here same here i i really i really love the i i really love the the the, the stockings though the, the oh the thank ma you matching sparklers. yeah yeah you got the winter you got the winter wonderland action going on over there that was the same i have five trees <laughs> 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 oh, that's all good. Well, you can always loan one to Brittany if, if, if yeah, I have none so far. So I got him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Brittany is always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us again. And next time, Riley, he, he is an actor whose credits include Private Romeo, Smash, and Pedro. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of the High King of Fillory, Elliot Wah. Please welcome back Hale Appleman. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, Hale? Good, good. Just me and my lone poinsettia. <laughs> hey, it's 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 a beautiful Christmas poinsettia. Oh, <laughs> Vanna Christmas. White, hello. <laughs> Christmas is in the heart, young man. It's all good. How you doing? Yeah, I'm Vanna White now, so I'm <laughs> Oh, uh, well, that'd do it. Well, friends, once again, thank you for joining us back here on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Our team is going through the chat room right now, but I don't think I've asked you this, so I'll throw this out to get us started. For each of you, during your time on the set of The Magicians, what would you consider to have been the craziest day you experienced? I don't know. Probably in the throne room with Brittany, Hale, or Riz, and Trevor at some point. <laughs> when we were stuck in, like, cages. One of those days. <laughs> so many. I think the day in the castle, season three, the end of season three, we we did a, a like a ten page sequence in which yeah. we rehearsed yeah. it and shot it like it was a play in which everyone kept wiping frame and like saying their. <laughs> oh. We blocked. We blocked. We blocked. Shot that. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. that was crazy. That was crazy. Sequence that we shot for for like two and a half days it was like really What's yeah it? really bad definitely some of like my worst acting skills yeah, for sure. no! <laughs> such a huge moment for julia too and that's what sucked about it it was like all block shot i know that's chris like fisher was like now scream helmet. and i was like yeah <laughs> you're like this is where i become a god like bloody murder <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was insane. That was great. But it was like you know, the rest of us had a line every three pages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It just happened the line before. Yeah. And then we had to like choke ourselves, and so it was like yeah. you know oh, choke, oh, oh, like oh, and hold it for five minutes, and so we're like coughing on the floor. <laughs> like, that was, was that the heist? <laughs> Was that the heist episode? No, it was the, it was, um, no, like, the finale. The, the finale. Yeah, the castle under the underside of the world. What show is this? I don't think I was in this part. No, um, you were. No, you probably yeah. just lost it out. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Dean Fogg shows up at the end with the McAllisters. It was that Dean Fogg. But remember, I didn't understand the concept of a stunt person, too. And Jason kept telling me, stop throwing your body. Like, there's a stunt <laughs> person to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Oh, Sounds my like goodness. a good day. 
Glad I was the only one not there. <laughs> no, but there was also moments I remember us all sitting in the cast chair, like in between going, do you guys know what's happening? Do you know what's happening? Do you know? Like we did, it was like this, it was just a lot. It was a jumble mess. Yeah. I, I mean, they were very organized. It was just confusing because <laughs> we were block shooting everything. And so it was hard to follow sometimes. Sure. Yeah, it was absolutely. really fun. So Brittany, you weren't a part of this, uh, this part. So you got a crazy day you can recall? <laughs> Thank you for throwing me a bone to talk about my hard day. Um, of course. I, I was so confused the whole time. I was like, what am I not remembering? Oh, yeah. um, well, that does sound like, uh, actually, I think I might have visited to see it on a day. And that was, there was that's to make a very fun day. Uh, a crazy day. Gosh, I, I rem maybe like the, the musical sequence, like one day more in the beginning, because it was my first season on the show. And and it, it was it was you know summer hill and and riz and sergio and a few of us in there singing and it was like this big musical number i'd never done anything like that in any show at all and and it, it wasn't as big of like a continued sequence or anything but there was definitely a lot of moving pieces and i i remember i've never admitted this before but near the end when we were going down that last hallway before you two go into the field to the battle there's that whole part. Yes. What's up? We did 300 takes of that. One yeah, time. we did 300 <laughs> takes of it. And thank God, because I it, I don't know why, but the time it didn't dawn on me that I had to like learn the lyrics to the part of the song in which we're singing as a group. And I mean, thank God that part was kind of repetitive. But I remember we were going into it and I was like, oh, I memorized my solo and duet. <laughs> and, I, and I had forgotten that there was the whole sequence where the whole group was singing. And yeah. I can't believe I made that mistake. Is have, have you made that? Have you do you know what I'm talking about, Jade? Please. Am I not the only one? I feel like I'm hearing an agreement. <laughs> I'm the only human who's ever done this. But I remember like getting the lyrics wrong a few times and then finally figuring it out. So it was a bit stressful. But I don't know why I did it such a thing. That entire sequence was really insane. It was a really episode. <laughs> and they added the song and like a week before we shot it. And then it yeah. just there's so many like Britt said, so many moving parts, but then there was, we were in, in a battlefield while it was raining. Oh, and, yeah. You know, oh, and there was in this like tiny blue dress. Little blue I remember that. Freezing cold. <laughs> Stella know? was there too. You were there too. I just remember Hale being frozen. I, I Was I there or did I see you yes. guys afterwards? Yes, you were in my trailer and I was like, what is going on? And remember I was frozen and I was in this like blue spot. Yeah, you guys were purple. I just, yeah. yeah. It was very last minute and the director had a microphone, but no one actually knew what was happening. We were just all negotiating how to make it work. And I kept trying to break the fourth wall or like, Remember, we did that in the throne room. Ideas for comedic beats because I thought it was funny that we were singing that song on the show at all. And you know, wait, what? Which song was this? One, One day, day more. And I was like, well, everyone should be out of breath panting at the end, which I think happened in some. Everyone was like, <laughs> no problem. But I always wanted to just like turn to the camera and break the fourth wall and have an awareness of the fact that we were singing a musical on the show, which was met with some resistance. And I, I was like, but. We're <laughs> we, we did that though in the throne room once. Remember, you you had the yeah, idea for us, to, the three of us, to look up. Oh, that's right, and that actually that actually. And we kept doing it even though they said not to. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I felt so rebellious. I had a yeah. 
Oh, well, there you have it. Well, thank you. Thank you all for indulging my capricious curiosity. We're good to go to audience questions. So let's go ahead and roll our first one. From Anne, who wants to know, ah, was anybody uh, a fan of the books before during the show? I think we all read them while we were auditioning or when we were, at some point we were working on it and we were all, we all had a great respect for Love Grows Me. Yeah, I had just heard about it recently and then I started reading it once, yeah, once getting the, the audition material, I think for the most part, I mean, we all became fans. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yep, yep, across the board. There you go. Well, there you go, Anne. Great question. Thank you for starting us off with that. And one from Debbie. If you could have any of the abilities or powers from the show, what would you choose and what would you use it for? I mean, I'd want to fly, but I guess I could heal people too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was, there was a, I mean, this is kind of answering the question and kind of not. There was a power that Katie had, but we never addressed and we never actually used, and I would have loved to use it because there were plenty of times where we were in the darkness and apparently like my tattoo meant that I could see in the dark, but we never actually used it. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. We, we said it in one line early on, like I think season, season one. Hmm. And then there were so many times where you see Katie with a flashlight and I'm like, <laughs> I actually need this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that would have been nice. <laughs> Just to have to like, I, yeah. But then you probably couldn't see me or anyone in the scene. So I'm like, the I feel like the ability to like talk to animals would have been cool, Britt, when we got to do that thing with the yeah. bunnies. Oh yeah, yeah. pregnant. That would like cool. oh yeah. If I could, if I could talk to Emmy. Or Dutchie or, or any of the animals, like like my fiance and I always say, like if we could just have 15 seconds mm -hmm. to just to quickly tell our animals that we love them and that we, you know, make them go to the vet because we love them and what their favorite food is. And if there's anything we do that they hate, let us know. I mean, I'd wait, like wait. more than 15. What's that? Wait, you guys don't understand your pets? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm literal. I'm like, kind of, I, already, I really think I do. Understand. <laughs> I I tell, tell my cat, look, I'm your owner. I'm not your boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, mine's both, but that's, that's <laughs> no one's judging. Okay. I mean, Margot is the one that made sure that, you know, anyone could be with anyone in Fillory. So no this one's judging. True. This is true. She made it, she made it acceptable. <laughs> be with whoever you want to be. Yeah, love your life. Love Thank who you, you want to love. Who else got power? Summer, got uh, got one you wanted to throw out? I do, you know, I still to this day am like, what was her power? <laughs> yeah. Other than her power being, was her power. Yeah, like being witty and manipulative. I mean, I just I don't really know what her power was. We never really saw her do it. Well, I guess she got those axes yeah. that could do interesting things. I don't know. I mean, I always kind of liked that it was a show about a group of people who happened to be magicians as opposed to 
all about that side of it. And then it would have yeah. become like this superhero, like magic show and not really about the character. So I was always glad that they focused a bit more on the, on the story than that. I didn't, I didn't find myself missing that element. Sure. Yeah. I, love that. I agree. I think there's something really beautiful about like the humanity of the show and how, you know, it makes me think of, Love Grossman's like magic comes from pain, but mm -hmm. I think I said this the other day to someone that like I think, but pain is just like the expression of the heart, and like mm -hmm. you need the longing, and so it's like to me it's that magic actually comes from our heart and the truth of hu like humanity, and mm -hmm. so I think there's like beauty in that. So you all have magic. Yeah. <laughs> all of you. Yeah. I also I don't know about you guys, but I'm continually surprised to see who is a huge fan of the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Who come up to me at random or who are friends of my parents. Or I mean it's very it's unpredictable. And that's it's really nice and that seems to continue to be rippling out. And I'm just always surprised at I, you can't really put a face to the typical fan of, of the show. I think that's um, yeah. it's, a, its own oddity in a, in a beautiful way. Yeah. 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 Yep, there you have it. Debbie, great question. Thank you for that one. Yeah, what do we have next? From Jessica. I'll rephrase this. Has anyone found themselves in possession of anything? <laughs> did we get to keep things? Or did we keep things? Do you just oh, yes and do yes. <laughs> Brittany, I'll let you take away the <laughs> talk about our... No, I love our lipstick story. Our trailer fiasco. <laughs> oh yeah, you told yeah you told the yeah, story. Jane tells it so well, and I, I love that story so much. Well, well, I mean, so at one point, we, Brittany and I were, I think, just in one of our trailers, talking about the fact that there's a lot of makeup that they're just gonna throw out because they. <laughs> They put it on our face. They're never going to use it for anybody else. Yeah. For whatever reason, we didn't think like, hey, why don't we ask the makeup artist if we can take this? Yeah. And, so you we know, just, we don't like to see things go to waste. You yeah, know, philanthropists. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, humanitarians, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying to save the environment on one lipstick at a time. So we decided to go and get use some um, magic. Use some magic. And make some things disappear. <laughs> <laughs> we made we made a few things in our the makeup trailer disappear. Quite like a, a few of our lipsticks. I think maybe a face cream. Definitely but a face cream or two. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I did I did take a prop too that's <laughs> it's not it wasn't just off screen stuff that we that we took. Yeah, I, have, I should have brought it down before we started this thing. There's a prop that's like a potion from the, what's it called? Blab, the lab set. And then, but then they also would give us little stuff here and there. I remember I really liked the Nave Hotel where we did that, oh, that really fun episode, the musical episode. We were all running through the hotel. And I got the, oh, hold on. You get, whatever. It doesn't no, matter. No, no, no. no like, what is it? Is it on your mantle? I can see it from here. It's actually. But meanwhile, Stella, I see we have a new panelist. Would you introduce us to the canine? Oh, friend? let me pick her up. But I'm on set. Oh, that's I'm fine. gonna make her. Chewie. Chewie would come hang out this sometimes. This is Chica. Oh. This is little Chewie. This is chocolate chip. 
This is She's really the wrinkle princess. Speaking of having relationships with your animals. <laughs> Indeed. So Brittany, what'd you go get? I got that like the do not disturb hammer turned over. I, th I think there's a few of them. I don't think this is like the only one. But uh, yeah, they had a few of these, you know, when 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 summer when Margot, I mean, you know, flips it over so that we can sneak in. This is Brittany, one is, of the ones. Is that wishful thinking on that side? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wishful thinking. I don't get it. Please make up my room, your abyss. Oh, oh, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I know my eyesight's not he has something called the abyss. But which I'll let yeah. me tell you about. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, you know, I'm I'm uh, I, I, I'm closet defective. I have a bit of an issue with the, with cleaning up the clothes. They're clean, they're just not folded or organized. But you know, the abyss it, it like most things in life, it comes and goes and yeah. <laughs> phases, phases. Pacing's yeah. exactly. Uh, very true, very true. So anyone else have any uh, trinkets or mementos they have found themselves in possession of? Some of you have some wardrobe, right? Oh, me? Yeah, don't you? Don't you have Not really. Not, we may, maybe at some point, but I don't know. I just, I think because of the pandemic, a lot of things got locked up and then auctioned off where yeah. uh, if things had gone differently, we might have had actual like pieces of furniture you know i mean there was yeah. there, was, there was a lot um that was essentially just sold off or, yeah. or destroyed yeah. but i think unfortunately due to the you know covid 19 we we didn't get a chance to go back up to vancouver when everything got locked down and parsed through i still have stuff in storage in vancouver wow so, yeah it's crazy I, i'm anyway. yeah. so it's that's on a sad note i think we, we all might have, you know, yeah. had a little more. Um, you know. So if you bought it at auction, our address. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, no, but there, yeah, it was, yeah, it was kind of hard because we, we heard that there was an auction, but nobody really let us know because we, we would have loved to take things and have some keepsakes, but, you know, it lives in our hearts. Exactly. Indeed, indeed. There were just a few gowns that Marguerite really wanted me to have and that I got to keep, so that that's nice. And I like oh, dragged them very, very nicely and put them in a safe closet because they were her designs and um, made specifically for me, worn ones. And so I'm glad. And and it the my favorite gown that she made for me, I have, which is oh. really sentimental because I love her. Yeah. Which one is that? Which is your favorite one? It's a black one that was sort of lace overlay. Yeah. And it, it, remember, I loved it. And it could be yeah. worn outside of a fantasy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not I that have, attitude. Yeah. So I have that. And then I have a couple of the uh, quest look and some cool. stuff, which I'm, I'm happy because <laughs> I can her a friend. So. Yeah. <laughs> Stella, it's all good. <laughs> Sorry, she found a squeaky toy and it's set. <laughs> I... Produce, producer Paul, he'll just mute you when it's on. It's all good. Okay. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> the rest of the panel is just going to. Okay. <laughs> that uh, is annoying. <laughs> I like how everyone's acting like it's fine. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth, Stella. <laughs> 
It's all good. It's all good. We had on uh, actor William Daniels a few months ago for an event, and he told me absolutely the, the greatest story I've ever heard of any actor doing was he would just bring in old clothes he didn't want anymore and would just trade them out on the last day of the last oh, wow. day of the season. He would take on the entire his entire character's wardrobe and just leave his old clothes just hanging in there, and he would do this every season. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I was like, that's the most savage burn I've heard yet. Sergio, who played Rafe on the show, I, I I was able to bid on, I was able to find, what's it called? A lot of fun's clothes. Cause you have to like dig through on the internet, not physically, that would have been much easier. And I could, I recognized a couple pieces of my costumes because they're so bright and easy to recognize a sliver of fabric. And so I bid on it and I did get a lot of fence clothes, but since, cause as Hale was saying, and, 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 and everyone was saying we couldn't get up there. So I hit up, I, I hit her up in Sergio and I was like, can you get these clothes for me and then put them in your home? And I didn't expect, you know, all this to, um, for the length of time. So <laughs> Rafe has uh, quite a bit of fence clothes in his, his home and apartment in his, in Vancouver right now. So I think he still has it. I hope he does. I haven't talked to him about it in about a year, but. Theoretically, I also have some of Ben's clothes. <laughs> oh, there you go. Thanks, Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, Jessica, great question. Thank you for that one. What do we have next? And here's one from Elliot. There are a lot of Dungeons and Dragons references in the show. Does any of the cast play D&D &D or any other uh, role-playing variant? Either, I'll say either online or tabletop. So I don't but my cousin is like a dungeon master it's what he does for like a living his name is brendan mulligan so if you're into that you probably know of him he does he's got his whole like youtube channel and like all this stuff and he's like he's like the messiah of like D, &D. uh so i don't know that i i don't i'm not that familiar with it but when we were younger my dad would always buy us like weaponry and then we'd go up there to my cousins for christmas and we'd each like some years we had swords, other years we had, gosh, mach like machetes the next year. So he would teach us each year, like, how to use, because he does, like, the live-action Dungeons and Dragons Oh, he does games. the LARPing, right. Yeah. Sorry? LARPing, it's called. Yes, yeah. So he does that. So, but I've never done it, but it looks super fun. That's cool. It's kind of cool. It is, it, yeah. I've got a lot of lot of friends that, yeah, do, like, the live-action role-playing LARPing. And yeah. They're always saying, they come get on all out. dressed up and they do the whole thing. Oh, yeah, it's a whole weekend thing. and It's a commitment, yeah. man. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah. I would try it. Have you ever done it? Yeah, I was going to ask. I, I, I've, I've, I've dabbled in it a couple of times. It's just that, you know, again, as, a, as an actor like you guys, weekends, usually gigs, biz, yeah, just couldn't get it working the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Totally get that. What with the self tapes and all? <laughs> I'm slowly losing my mind over self tapes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, I sent one. I hail watched it. It was for an audition. I don't know what I was trying to do. I hope they didn't send it. I think they did. Yeah, I I don't know Arizona, and then I auditioned for a Law and Order reboot and. Like, I, I didn't get it either. Don't worry. <laughs> that, okay, like I that that scene where she's talking about the southern the girl. The wait, what? I remember for the Law and Order? Did she have like a slight southern accent? 
Yeah, yeah, okay, slight. Yeah, that. mine was not slight. <laughs> okay, right. I, I, I was that one too, didn't get it. So, so also, funny. there was a four and a half minute scene in there somewhere <laughs> if yeah. you tried really hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel you though. I, I, I miss my audition buddies. You know, yeah. guys, my height, my care, my energy, oh, yeah. we all be call the same thing and they'll be like, Hey man, if I don't get it, I hope you get it. You know, yeah. and y'all, y'all go grab coffee afterwards and you know, <laughs> compare notes. Yeah. I, I, I miss that. Yeah. So I just go home and cry afterwards. I don't go get coffee and enjoy life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. A couple uh, times I've done that, but usually I don't. <laughs> well, funny, it's a funny aside. I remember when um, going in for the magicians, I remember seeing Summer because I, I went in for Margot originally and I was like, that girl's pretty. She'll probably get it. <laughs> I remember I had like, I, I had studied my lines so hard. I, I was like, I gotta, I gotta get this job. I had just lost a bunch of weight too. So I was like very weight obsessed. I was like, well, am I thin enough? Am I thin enough? Like, oh, I like, barely get my lines out at the audition. Like, no, just ridiculous. Yeah. This the uh, whole thing. The whole thing is, isn't the it? The whole thing. <laughs> there you go. So, so just on Elliot's question, nobody else really has any Dungeons and Dragons or gaming experience or anything else? I mean, I'm a big, I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm a big oh. gamer. Like, I love Catan. Oh, yeah huge Catan fan. Some people call it Catan, so forgive me if you want to call it that. But no, I'm, yeah, I'm big into games, but my family and I, we have a, like, sibling game night where we get together and we do, like, a, a whole thing. Bless you. So, that's cool. That's the extent of it for me. Yeah. yeah, I play, like, board games and stuff, too. I haven't gotten into more of, like, the intense, like, you know, like the storytelling stuff, and I played a little bit of Catan, Catan. I call it Catan, too, but, yeah, I also really like to play, like, other board games and stuff. Nice. I played Magic the Gathering for like two years when I was. Oh, fun. Yeah. Have a what? A granite gargoyle, you know? Ooh. Common, <laughs> common car. I sold a Black Lotus for 40 bucks in 97, and I could have gotten 10,000 for it now. <laughs> oh. Uh, and, they, and there you go, Elliot. Thank you for that one. And let's go ahead and roll another one. And. From Katie, does everybody have a favorite blooper they can recall from the show? Oh, yes. That's a good question. There was one with me and Jason where, gosh, I forget the actor's name. Actually, Ben worked with him as well. He was on Deadly Class, and he he was knocking at, like, this cabin door, and, and we both, we were just being really silly. And so when he opens the door, the way that the shot is framed, it's like, at one point, I just dropped to our knees and pretended like we were gonna go down on him so like we drop out of frame so it looks like we're just like dropped it was just like we were like we look at each other and then we like we're like yeah and then we both just drop down on our knees <laughs> i think that was like season i think it was season one or two um it was good sorry it was a it was a little inappropriate but it's <laughs> if people have seen our show that is not inappropriate yeah. if you are here because you like our show that's yeah. true <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I, you're fine. You're good. Um, with the, one of my favorite bloopers is also a bit sexually charged as well. Hale and I were doing a sex scene in like season two. It was the one where Fen is pining after you, like a was it two? A strutting swine. Maybe it's season. Maybe it was season three. Oh, no. 
right. Oh yeah, it was the one where it was. It must have been no. Maybe it was. I think it was season three. The cross, where that one with where it was like us and then also the boy and the physical kids. Yeah. yeah, and and near. I remember near the end of the scene, like when they keep slashing back and forth between Elliot and this this other man, and then Elliot and Fen. And at the end, I don't know if like we didn't fully. And these scenes are always like fully choreographed, and and they're not you know these these spontaneous passionate affairs all over the place. It's like very choreographed, like a dance or a fight. But I remember like we had never fully done the very last moment of the scene, which is you like placing me over on. Okay, okay, whatever. Stella started it on all four. No, thank you. Bed. You saved me. Now I don't look. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, mm. because we were talking about the choreography for it to match up with the man in the other scene and with me, and we're like, okay, we'll do an all fours type thingy to make it all make sense. But you and I had never quite gone through the movements of that in rehearsal. And I just, and, and for anyone watching, like, Hale and I are friends, you know, like, we're buddies. This is like doing something so silly with your friend. And so I just remember, like, Hale, like, pushing me over and then, like, and I was wearing, like, stuff underneath, but, like, bringing up my little dress and then, like, getting behind me. And then we both started dying. I don't know why you don't remember this. This is so embarrassing. I remember it like it was yesterday. And we both started dying laughing and just fell over because, like, the idea of us working together and at this point we became good friends and you like pulling up my dress very awkward position in the middle of set and we just both lost it completely and started cracking up and then i think the choreography changed please for the love of god say you remember this <laughs> it felt very goofy to me like it was like a goofy i don't know it yeah was, it's it's an, it's a it's strange also there it was one of those things where I think they intercut, we did like 17 different angles of it because yeah. they were, I think, originally going to do like a very inter intercut, which they did to some point, but I think like it was going to be almost like this kaleidoscopic, like, right, um, super cut of all of these, like, disorientating, not a word. Um, <laughs> supposed to feel disorienting to the to the viewer yeah um, yeah i don't know yeah it was yeah i remember i remember like just being goofed out the whole thing was so funny it was it was it was a fun day like because it was just so silly but i just remember that one moment of that moment you have in your job especially when you're an actor where you're just like what this is our job. i'm an adult being paid <laughs> to do this very silly thing right now and and being yeah. able to do these silly things with people that are lovely and you trust like Hale makes it much more fun and silly. So <laughs> right on. I have one more sexual one, but I, I'll try to make it PG. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> help you out. No, but I, remember, I, remember, <laughs> I remember shooting the, when we were shooting the pilot, there was this like infamous moment with Arjun and I floating to the ceiling while levitating while having sex basically and basically he they put us on this thing called a parallelogram which is essentially like an adult seesaw and so on one side they have this like pulley and weights and then you're on the other side and I remember like Arjun was taking it all very seriously as he does and all of a sudden like I'm thrown in the air and I was just like Wee! and I just couldn't I couldn't stop laughing it was just like it was an adult seesaw Arjun was so annoyed with me <laughs> But I just remember having the best time. 
anyways, that was that was my. I mean, there's so many moments we couldn't. That's stop funny around. though. To your credit, that's funny. How can you not be we on an adult seesaw? It was an adult seesaw. Absolutely. Uh, Summer, you got one? Oh, God. You know, I I remember every year, you know, your rep sends you the blooper reel for approval. And I'm like, why are they even sending this to me? I'm not fucking in it ever. And they're like, you're not very fun. Maybe you're not very fun. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe next year I'll have some bloopers. And there, there's wow. I was never in it. Or, or if I was, it was always me just being like, fuck. Like I didn't get it. <laughs> I remember one from season one where we're all standing in a circle in the physical kids cottage. And we had to speak like four different languages. And one of them was Japanese, which not. Kurashite. I don't know. It was like. We all, we all like, we all agreed on the way that it was pronounced and summer, but it just was taking a little bit longer for her to get it. So everyone would say it and then we'd hear summer be like, <laughs> it was very cute. If you watch it, the Law and Order audition was like too. It took me. A little <laughs> it was. It was. Com- it was comedy. It was great. I really. It was. I feel like every day was the blooper. Yeah. <laughs> really. We had so much fun. We were laughing all the time. Yeah. Uh, nice. Katie, there you go. Thank you. I think we had time for one more. So let's say we go on a really fun one. And this comes from from, from Bridget, who wants to know what's your favorite thing about the fans? Their loyalty. Mm-hmm. And how passionate, how passionate they are. Yeah. My favorite thing is that they've a lot of them have come through a lot of hardship and found community together through their love of the show and found those in family, which is something that I didn't, it would never have occurred to me that that was even possible. But I think social media and I guess online forums for fans provide a safe space for a lot of these kids who who need one. And that's that's the, to me, the, the golden takeaway of, of even having been a part of the show, the positive effect that it had on certain yeah. um, young people who may feel marginalized and have found community through their their, their access to each other. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. That's really well said. Very well. Um, very well. well uh, yeah, I, I would I would say that also like as an addition to that. You know, because we, you know, you get so caught up like playing your character because on, you know, on set and you're alone, you don't, you're not around the fans and you just get so into them and especially their darker parts. And then it's those moments, like, especially like in real life where you, you meet a fan and they say, you know, like, oh, like, or first of all, like, you spend or you know what I mean? That in that moment. And then there's a lot of times, and I have to say, this all usually comes from, um, people that are fans of the magicians even more so than like for me personally at least any other work that I've really done where it you really like how I was saying you can really see that impact and like because we deal with certain subjects on the show and certain really important subjects mental health being one of them of course that like when a fan will sometimes come up to me and just we'll have a little chat and they'll like like thank me and the show and I'll and I'll be reminded of of like oh yeah like this is because I've I've found so much of myself that I've struggled with 
through playing my character and also through everybody else watching everybody else and like things that like I've like broken down reading a script being like oh my god like it's kind of it's like a therapy in a way I've like realized something about me and so to know that that is is a thing that's happened for other people and to like see their faces and their eyes and I've totally teared up so many times while talking to fans so I guess when art something that you love to do anyways becomes something that is impactful to another person um that's just one of my favorite things is those moments, especially like when I just ran into a person on the street one-on-one -on -one and, and it just makes me feel, it makes me feel like good, but it also makes me feel humbled and, and it makes me feel like we're doing something that goes out in the world and does something. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I hope that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> so you reach somebody or that you touch somebody and it was, it wasn't something so general or like vast. It was something like super personal that helped me. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Bridget, great question. Thank you so much. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of The Magicians. Panelists, as always, it's been an absolute delight. Any final words before we take our leave? Thank you for having us. See you guys in the chats. Yeah, thank you for having thank us. Thank you to all the fans for continuing to like love and support us and like appreciate you all so much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's have a fucking kick-ass 2022. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a Christmas ornament that has, like, a Grinch, like, sticking his middle finger up that says 2021. Amen to that. A palace, as always, is by my absolute privilege to serve you all once again. Thank you for joining us on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you to our audience for joining us. Thank you for your great questions. Hope to see everybody again soon. Until then, bye bye, everyone. Take care. Happy holidays. And remember, smiles are free. Spend them often. <laughs>